debt. We've all heard of it. Most of us have it. Debt is an almost unavoidable reality of life. But what happens when it starts consuming life? The experts at Money Management International believe that financial challenges aren't meant to be faced alone. On this podcast, we hear stories of people whose lives have been changed by MMI's role as their toughest coach and loudest cheerleader. Their stories are unique, personal, and inspiring. So stay tuned because we're sharing each guest's long story short. Erica Rutledge's financial hardship began when she was completing her postgraduate studies. After taking out student loans and having a baby, Erica quickly realized that she was falling behind and struggling to make the minimum payments on her credit card. After being referred to Money Management International by a financial consultant, Erica was able to pay off $33,000 in debt in just four and a half years. Erica, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I love seeing those those big numbers and those short time frames. That's always like the most encouraging thing. Like, I love that. That's amazing. So you're obviously an amazing individual. We're going to get to know you. Um, I'm looking forward to, to getting into chat, chat with you today. So let's start with you. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about your, you and what do you do for work? Where do you live? Who are you? Yeah, so I am a, a licensed clinical psychologist that I work at a children's hospital in St. Louis, Missouri. And um, there I work primarily with children and families that have chronic medical conditions. Gotcha. Wow. That sounds kind of amazing. You get, you get to help kids for a living. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, definitely something I, I enjoy and I'm very privileged to get to be a part of these families' lives and try to support them in, in whatever way they need. Yeah. That's such important work. So, uh, so as I mentioned kind of in the intro, I know your story begins a little bit more uniquely in that your debt wasn't just from spending a bunch of money on non-essentials, uh, but a lot, a lot of it was related to student loans, and, and that kind of shook your financial picture. So can you tell me a little bit more about that, and when did you realize you needed outside help? For undergrad, I had gotten into school. I went to Indiana University, and I had gotten some scholarship funding. And so after I graduated from my undergrad, I had worked for a little bit, but decided I wanted to go back to school. And then when I decided to go back into graduate school, I um, ended up having to take out loans. So I really didn't have any undergraduate loans that I had to pay off so that my debt was from graduate school. And so um, I first, I started a master's program. I went to New York University. It was a great program, but also very expensive. And even with the loans that I had to take, that I was able to take out for my education and to pay for my tuition, it did, it would not cover anything towards living expenses. And if you ever lived in New York, you probably understand like how expensive it is to live there. And so I also had to take, in addition to kind of federal loans, take out some private loans to be able to afford to live in the city while I was doing my graduate studies. And while I was there, in addition to being a full-time student, I also worked. So I I don't feel like there's ever been a time in my life where I haven't been actively employed and, and or volunteering in some way or another. After that very expensive two-year education, I then went on to get my doctorate degree. That program is um, about a, 
a six-year program and it is very intense. And not only are you, you know, have a full load of classes, but then you also have to do practicums um, outside of that. Um, and usually that's for about like uh, 10 or 20 hours a week. And so there's really not a lot of time to, to work outside of uh, those programs because they are so intense. Being in that program for you know, the better part of six years, again, that debt continued to grow. And um, I really didn't think about it, you know, once I was like, you know, when I get out, I'm going to be a doctor, I'll have a good income, we'll figure that out then. And then I was also aware of like some of the loan forgiveness programs and and was planning on getting involved in those kind of in the midst of everything I I had um, was having some actual vision problems. Uh, I I, UVitis uh, was diagnosed with and then had to get on top of my educational expenses have a lot of additional medical expenses that Mm. were unexpected that I had to take on during a time where I was not able to work. So that kind of added to, to the debt, having to pay for uh, really just prescriptions. Uh, It's amazing how much eye drops can cost. It's like liquid gold and like a small little uh, tube that you have to pay for. So that was another kind of unexpected expense uh, that added to uh, the debt that I uh, accrued. And then just in terms of, you know, being in graduate school, we, you know, we do get a stipend and we, we do get support, but it's not very much. And it's basically maybe enough to, to buy your meals, not enough for living expenses and things like that. So, so all the time I'm having to take out more educational loans and, and additional loans to kind of start to pay back. And then my other loans from my master's program started to become due and having to forbear those and defer those as much as possible. So yeah, that's kind of how the ball started, started growing. When I was finishing my postdoc, I got pregnant with my first son, um, Avery, and that was very exciting, but also right the more expenses come with having a baby, of course. And, and then, you know, uh, luckily I was able to start my first job right after he was born. So that helped with that till, you know, I was able to start my first job and all those debts like had accumulated and not only from federal loans, but also some private loans, even though I was really focusing and trying to pay significant amounts to my principals, like every month, it just wasn't moving and it was just such a defeating feeling of like I'm working so hard to get out of this like debt like hole and and you know paying like setting aside a thousand dollars a month and it's just like the interest is just killing you every month and you can't make a dent in anything. So like we mentioned earlier since working with MMI you've paid off 33 thousand dollars uh, you did all that in four and a half years how did getting a personalized debt management plan help you balance your budget and see a path forward without the plan the interest just accrues and even if you're paying like a thousand dollars every month towards it it's just when you especially when you have higher interest rates which really like happens over time and it's like 30 percent interest that you're paying it's like half of the money you're paying, even though it's a significant portion is going right like to the interest and it's not actually taking down your debt very much. 
And it took me a little bit to figure that out of like, I don't understand how I'm paying so much each month and, and how come, right? Like I, I look at my bill, you know, a couple months later and it's barely, barely a dent has been made. So the MMI program um, really kind of helps like you be able to actually see progress and see some the results of your efforts and and kind of help motivate you to keep going and and also just gives you a way out of the debt that that has has accumulated. That's great. That's great. So uh, if if you don't mind me asking, uh, can you share with us like where some of your loans stand right now? And do you feel like you're in a better position to pay them off now that you've completed a debt management plan? Uh, yeah, I definitely feel like I'm in a better better position than I was a couple of years ago. Right now, I still have student loans uh, that I'm trying to pay off. I am fortunate to be in a loan forgiveness program for my um, through my employer uh, for the work that I do. So we'll see kind of what this what uh, the politics kind of play out with the current loan forgiveness program. But I am close to having my loans forgiven. For some of my educational debt, I do I do still have some private loans, and I think those are kind of like the tougher piece because it's amazing how you can take out a certain amount, you know, like twenty thousand, like a couple of years ago, and then now it's somehow ballooned up to like sixty or seventy thousand, and you're like, wait, I don't even understand what happened. So I think that those are more of the places that to kind of focus on once I get done with some of my other educational debt um, and having, so I had my son who is now six and now I have my daughter who's four, right? And kids aren't cheap. There's significant costs for, for childcare. Um, and with COVID when, right, like there wasn't childcare and you have young kids and like having to take additional time off work to support, you know, your family. And, and because you have no childcare on top of that, both of um, my children are neurodivergent and um, re- uh, have additional needs. And so, uh, you know, getting additional supports like speech therapy, occupational therapy, things like that for them, right, is is another cost. They really can't go to regular like summer camps right now. And so having to find specialized programs that are able to meet their needs. So a lot of those other things with being a parent um, are are also adding to some of the expenses uh, that I have. So yes, it is, it is challenging, but I do see progress being made. That's great. That's great. And you're right. Kids, uh, kids are not inexpensive. That is for certain. So, um, well, that's great. I'm, I'm really glad that you're in a better position now uh, and that the debt management plan was able to help you get there. So what were your credit counseling experiences with MMI like? And what would you say your biggest learning lesson was from this process? having them kind of walk me through like a way, a way out of like, I'm doing something and it's not working right because the, the debt's really not going anywhere. I'm still losing a chunk of my income paying towards it every month. And, and it's still not really kind of really going down in any significant way. And so the, the, the credit counseling and the ability to get in a program where right? Like that interest does not keep, you know, pulling me away from my goals. The lesson that I learned is that 
like there are people that are out there to help um, and that it's not a scam um, and that people really do recognize and, and want to help people who are having these financial challenges and, and that they are helpful. And so I think going in, I definitely was a skeptic, but coming out, I'm, I'm sold on the process and, and very appreciative of the work that they do to kind of help, help people like me get out of some of these financial challenges. Absolutely. I love that. I love that. That's great. So, um, so last question, um, even though, you know, debt is super common for so many people, we don't really talk about it. I'm curious, like, how do you think debt counseling nonprofits like MMI can help to break that debt stigma? Yeah, no, I think being a psychologist is definitely something, you know, that I've interested in. Um, and I think like, this is great, like having podcasts and talking to people about some of the things that we typically don't talk about. And while, you know, there can be a lot of stressors in life, financial stressor is a tough one. Um, and especially when you don't see a way out. So I think this is really such an important component for wellness and, and well-being uh, for, for people. I think advocacy towards some of the laws controlling what credit card companies can can charge and what they can change and and really it's it's sad because you have you have less money so you have to take right like loans and borrows and yes you you pay more for that but then right like the penalties you incur for for not being able to pay initially not only from like buying a house to buying a car to like school loans it's like if you don't come from a background that's more privileged and uh, or where your family can support you, it's, it's like you're punished mm. and you're having to work even harder to maintain or, or, or achieve any type of financial security. Mm. And that's not fair and it's not equitable. Um, and um, I think there can definitely be some, some changes in the type of laws to provide like, okay, here, here may be some places where you can get additional funds that they're not going to charge you like 30% interest on everything. And also having more kind of financial literacy given and provided for right, like undergraduates and, mm. and, and people, even high school students before starting their college careers, because right. Like you don't know until you know, and then, you, and mm -hmm. then it's like too late. Um, and so I would have loved to have a little bit more of a background and knowledge, like before yeah. I, you know, started and even like the work that they've done, it's made me more of an advocate within my field. I've done some presentations on pay equity for psychologists. Uh, their work has kind of like inspired me of like, oh, wait, like we can change things. We write like, and, but there's more work to be done. Yeah. Yeah, there is. There's always more work to be done in this field. And I really appreciate you being willing to come on the show, share your story. Uh, it's an inspiration that you've been able to come as far as you have. And I have no doubt you're going to go all the way and do amazing and wonderful things uh, for you and for your family and for all the people you helped. So, uh, Erica, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. This guest is a real MMI client whose success is the result of hard work and dedication. 
While MMI cannot guarantee results, taking early action can increase available options and improve long-term outcomes. Thanks for listening to this episode of Long Story Short, brought to you by Money Management International. To learn more about how MMI helps people from all walks of life get unstuck and out of the vicious cycle of debt through personalized solutions that inspire hope, visit moneymanagement.org. This episode was produced by Edgewise.media. Script writing and production by Clara Jennings, editing by Brandon Ellis, and show hosting by me, Adam Walker.